For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. On the Rod Peterson Show. If you were forced to give up an item, let's just say Connor Mc... No. O.V. scores his... Uh, what's the record for goals? 871. See, I think it is. Wayne's. See, he scores 872. And against the opposition, and let's say Shesterkin. Let's say it's in New York, and he fires the puck into the crowd, the goalie for the Rangers. And you catch it. And then... The Capitals come over to you and tap on the glass. Can we get that puck? It's Ovi's. It's the record-breaking goal. A, you don't want to give it to him, but B, you know you should. What would be an appropriate? But C, that's a million-dollar puck right. in your hand. They say the football's a half million. Okay. That's so, what they're saying. So the puck would be, this didn't break a record. The puck would be right there. No, what would you want? Half a million dollars. You scumbag! <laughs> I... How about that? That's the, that'd be the coolest thing to have the record-breaking puck. But you know what? Oh, it's eight ninety-four. Sorry. So if it's eight ninety-five, you catch the puck for eight ninety-five. Because what Tom said was, "Ah, oh, we'll get him a helmet, maybe a couple jerseys or something." Uh, I'm I'm a it's, I'm not quite like you. Yeah, I'm not a complete pimp like you. I would say. <laughs> I want the helmet. I want the jerseys. I want season tickets. I want lunch with you at the Golden Corral tomorrow, Tom. <laughs> and let me think about it a little longer, and then yeah. I'll get back to you. Get ready for the Rod Peterson Show.
Ryan McCarthy, watching in upstate New York, says, why does Saskatchewan have the best town names? Paradise Hill, Moose Jaw. Well, he says Flin Flon, and that's actually Manitoba. And frankly, I'm partial to Medicine Hat. How about that? I also learn something every day. We learned today that Flin Flon Manitoba stands for Flint to Betty Flonaton, a fictional character from a 1905 novel. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. You're not going to believe what I'm doing. Uh, Just hang on. I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you in a second. Uh, As you know, it's a football Friday. That's the most important thing. I'm coming at you live from the South Florida studio where we got a, a very big sports weekend here. The... Seattle Crackett are in town on Saturday night to take the Florida Panthers on. And then it's the New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. So that is a fantastic sports weekend. Got some college football tonight. I'm here. Moose is joining us from the Queen City, Canada's football capital, where he's in town to call some Canadian university football. Hi, Moose. I'll get to you in just a sec. I want to tell everybody that coming up on today's program on this Football Friday, although we will have a lot of hockey talk, trust me, in a little World Series coming up in the Quick Six. Jim Barker from the CFL on TSN will be with us, and Daniela Ponticelli of Saskatchewan Rough Riders radio broadcast, Regina Pats television broadcast, but not for long. Big life update for Daniela coming up, a barrier-breaking broadcaster in Canada. She'll be with us an hour or two. How are you, Moose? What's going on? Let it fly. <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. It's awesome. Um, I love coming back for these football games, no matter where we go to do them. But uh, I could do with a little less snow, but everybody's uh, been uh, filling my social media timelines with the snow, so I came here to experience it. And, and you know what? I've <laughs> done this for, you know, 35 years. I'm not uh, afraid of the snow. I didn't get soft overnight. Um, I, it's okay. Well, uh, I am soft. Uh, I got old, and I miss my friends <laughs> in Canada, particularly the prairies, but I do not miss the cold. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, so you're not sitting there waiting while I go through the preamble? So listen, as you saw when we came on the air, and before I get to the quick six show topics, I was texting a friend of mine, Gabe. He's in my club. And uh, so last night we met. There's a lot of things here. Um, We're going to open up with Thursday Night Football last night and the Bills holding on to beat Tampa Bay 24-18. So last night the club met. I don't know where to start, but they're all very supportive guys, Moose. And I hope the next time you come to South Florida, you'll get to meet some of them. But they all were very excited about the RP show. They were excited about the Cats and Bolts podcast. And Gabe was like, I want to listen, man. I want to listen while I'm at work tomorrow. So I sent him the link here on WQEE Radio. Atlanta Radio, your southern home of sports and talk, where we are Atlanta's NHL show. I sent him that link, so there's that. Mind jumping all over the place. Remind me, I'll come back on the point spread of last night's game. But the boys are back in town. I told you that my guys were coming down, all those rich guys. They're all meeting here in South Florida this weekend, and I'm going to be hanging out with them this weekend, sitting in a suite. It all ties in together. Okay, the Patriots and the Dolphins on Sunday, they said, we have a ticket for you. It's 50% off. We're going to be in a suite, $469 you have to pay for it. And I'm like, (coughs) well, I got to go. It's not very often you get offered an opportunity to sit in a suite in an NFL game. And with these rich guys, I don't know why, but they make me pay my own way, which I can do. I'm not above or below doing. I can pay my own way 
I can do it for one weekend. I can't do it every weekend with these guys, you know. So the reason I talk about that club that we meet every Thursday night, well, we're meeting 15 minutes earlier at this sports bar because it's half-price appetizers from 3 till 6. And I'm like, guys, if we, if, why, why meet at 6? If we can meet at quarter to 6, we'll get 50% off. So it's become this big joke. And I have a nickname now, Moose. They, my nickname, for the first time in my life, I have a nickname. It's Canada. I don't know how you feel about that, but they go, hey, Canada. So they're like, hey, Canada, you won't pay $16 for a plate of nachos. You got to have 50% off, but you'll pay $469 for a Dolphins ticket. And I said, no, that's how, that's how I can afford to pay for the Dolphins ticket is because I come for half-price nachos. So, yeah, that's what's happening this weekend. So we'll jump into this. And this is where you come in. I want your take and the audience as well. Josh Allen threw two touchdown passes and ran for another touchdown in Buffalo's 24-18 win over Tampa Bay in the NFL Thursday nighter. Allen appeared to aggravate an injury to his throwing shoulder in the second quarter but stayed in the game. Gabriel Davis had a career-best nine catches for 87 yards and a touchdown for the Bills. Reason I bring that up. I understand the betting game. I haven't been in sports my whole life in sports media, not understood sports betting. I don't really do it. But here was the talk last night around the table, and I want your take. My guy Dylan, he was like, hey, guys, the spread's tonight, eight and a half for Thursday Night Football. You taking that? And Gabe pipes up. No, it's ten and a half. I was listed on the way here. So it was up to ten and a half last night. And that was the question. Are you going to take the Buccaneers to beat the spread or the Bills to cover? So it wasn't about who was going to win or not. But it kind of makes you hang into the very end, Darren, just to see whether they're going to beat that 10.5 spread or not, which they did. And that's the hook of football that, frankly, a hockey I don't think has. Uh, baseball, I'm not sure because I don't follow it enough. That's just another wonderful thing that football has about it. It is. It's a big hook for football. Um, let's go back. I love the nickname Canada. I think that's great. I hope it sticks <laughs> down there. It's I've been good. called worse. Doesn't been work. called worse. Yeah. Doesn't work as well up here, but um, when you're down there, Canada's great. Now, to the Thursday nighter. Yeah, that's what's interesting about U.S. football. And, and different places will have different lines, and it'll change throughout the week. So if you got it at a 10.5, great. If you got it at 8.5, they still covered that. So, <clears throat> But it shows you the difference. We love Baker. Um, this is nothing against Baker. But it shows you that Josh Allen's on another level, um, even though... It wasn't the cleanest game by the Bills. They still do some really puzzling things um, and had an opportunity to put this game maybe further away. Uh, but the Bills needed that one to get back on track. And so uh, yeah. we'll see where they go from here. Uh, well, the Bucks needed one, too, because uh, they've now lost three in a row. But anyways, it brings up our poll question for Key Auto Group. And at the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Producer Clark came up with these, and I'm in agreement with them. Your options for what's America's game of the week in the National Football League. Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. The Los Angeles Rams at Dallas, Cleveland at Seattle, or the Cincinnati Bengals at San Francisco. And very early on, leading the poll is Bengals at 49ers. I'm sure you could find uh, reasons why any game would be. Uh, Darren's Tennessee Titans are in action this weekend. What do you got, Moose? You got the Falcons there, Bingo. the Dirty Birds. So you'll have uh, your reasons for voting for that. But listen, we're going to move on. We have a lot of, we'll come back on this in hour two. I hope you're listening, Gabe. Because I sent him the link from my club. He's a real cool guy, Darren. But I wouldn't be a part of a 
club of losers, <laughs> obviously. Uh, point two, baseball fans are counting down the hours. The World Series is set to begin at Globe Life Field in Texas with an 8.05 p.m. Eastern time first pitch. Tonight, the Rangers will host the Arizona Diamondbacks in game one. Former U.S. President George W. Bush will throw out the ceremonial first pitch. It's all the pomp. It's the pageantry. And I will be home watching it because I'll be out of the house the next two nights. So I'm excited for it. I was a little surprised that over 60% of poll respondents yesterday in our poll said they're not into this World Series. But they can be them. That's They have the right to do that. Uh, I was a little surprised. The majority of people said, no, they're not into it. How about you? Yeah, especially after we did such a great job of hyping it up. Um, I thought more people would be into it. But you know what? I think as it goes on, they will. Um, it's tough because everybody wants your attention. Every other league, the NHL does, and the NFL, and college football. And let's not forget about the CFL. I mean, they're going into a weekend this weekend. It doesn't mean much, but next weekend, things get going for real. So um, let's hope. It's going to be good. I think uh, the play will be good, and I think as we go through, more and more people will be paying attention. By the way, I've <clears throat> got a text message here from Joe Lazito from the Coliseum Chronicles podcast where he covers the New York Islanders. He's the biggest Bills fan I know. He says, Roddy, just catching up on Thursday's show, I would not have taken the deal regarding Buffalo, that point spread. Figured they'd win, didn't think they'd cover. And he said, love the, t the Nolan interview. Ted Nolan, great job. So happy he coached here. Love that guy. We're getting a lot of plaudits for the interview with Ted Nolan, the former Buffalo Sabres coach and NHL coach of the year. What can I say? Just go back and watch it from yesterday or on our social media. There's clips from it. Uh, great guy, and I just was so thrilled and honored to be able to finally conduct that interview. How about this? Point three, the Ottawa Senators say defenseman Eric Brandstrom's being evaluated in hospital after taking a check along the boards in a 3-2 loss to the New York Islanders. He was taken off the ice on a stretcher. These are just the leftovers from Thursday night. A tough night for the Alberta NHL teams. The Orders and Flames both lost on home ice. The Rangers beat Edmonton 3-0, but Jonathan Quick getting the shutout. The Orders were booed off the ice, and the only reason I know that was I heard Tom Gazzola talking about it this morning on NHL Radio. In Calgary, Blues netminder Joel Hofer picked up the shutout in a 3-0 win over the Flames. The former Swift Current Broncos goaltender. Were the Flames booed off the ice? I assume they were. I just haven't heard one way or the other. John Tavares has points in all seven Leafs games this season. He had an empty netter last night to hit seven games in Toronto's 4-1 win at Dallas. Cole Caulfield scored the overtime winner in Montreal's 4-3 win over Columbus. <laughs> and Winnipeg deep beat Detroit 4-1. Jonas Johansson posted the shutout as Tampa blank San Jose 6 nothing. I feel like every game had something interesting in it. Ebb scored the winner on overtime for Seattle. They won at Carolina. Pittsburgh in what I voted the game of the night blanked the Colorado Avalanche for nothing. Apparently Nathan McKinnon, from what I heard, was very upset, uh, was visibly upset with the play of the Avalanche in the game as they suffered their first loss. So it was quite a Thursday night of hockey. What did you see? Yeah, and Boston too, right? Uh, gave up two goals in the final minute. Lost there. to Anaheim in um, overtime. Yes. In overtime, yeah. So, I mean, Boston lost their first game. Colorado lost their first game. So, Vegas, the only undefeated team left standing. And I know we batted this around in one of our pre-show meetings that came up was, you know, of those undefeated teams, who's the best? I think by default, Vegas is the only undefeated team left standing. Uh, maybe they get that crown, at least for now. But it's good to, uh, it was a good night of hockey last night and good to catch up on that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's your leftovers. We're not going to get 
go too far into this on a football Friday, but our hockey coverage is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Common Crown Brewing, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. I see Jason and Red Deer chiming in, saying he's all excited for, what did you call it, the winter crappick? <laughs> Orders and flames <laughs> limping into the game. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, yes, the flames were booed, too. Um, so, hey, you pay a lot of money. This is the one thing I got to say. You can ask the fans to pay hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for tickets. They have a right to be upset when the team sucks. So I'm not saying they're wrong in being upset in any league. What did I just tell you? I'm paying a lot of money to go watch the Dolphins on Sunday against the Patriots. But you won't see me booing, but that's just me. Eh, maybe it will, because I don't like Belichick. I get, as you know, most I'm going to be in the same stadium. Maybe I'll yell something at Belichick. I don't know. Maybe I'll do an Instagram live and people have to check in. What? I, I thought you were going to say, Moose, I, I'm going to the game with Bill Belichick. Did you know? Going to the game with Bill Belichick. No, 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 no. I'm going to the game with Marino. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Each Not Garrett Marino. Yeah. Dan Marino. Yeah, I'm going to the, the Dolphins game with Dan Marino. He's going to be down on the sidelines and I'm going to be up in the suites, but still. Uh, point four, CFL Week 21. Don't say it's a meaningless game tonight in Calgary. If you uh, go to rodpeterson.com right now, you'll read the top article previewing the Blue Bombers at the Stampeders. And there's reasons to go to the game or at least be watching tonight on TSN. Standings-wise, it's meaningless. And then Saturday, Hamilton at Montreal, Toronto at Ottawa. They don't mean a lot standings-wise. But tonight, Brady Oliveira, star Blue Bomber running back. Their MVP uh, is poised to crash 2,000 yards, combined yards. So that's exciting. I see your guy Dunk is going all fanboy, fangirl on uh, Mad, the Caleros, uh, the quarterback for Winnipeg. they has been voted the MVP. <laughs> for, well, uh, like Justin, grow up, guy. This isn't grade seven. It's why we have a democracy. Like junk, junk, dunk is unreasonably <laughs> upset that Zach Caleros wasn't named the Blue Bombers MVP, give, denying him the chance to win three straight MVP awards like Doug Flutie did in the 90s. You see it for what I see it. Like, I get that I have friends that get shafted. I don't put my balls on the line for them. What do you think about You are obviously following this situation. Of course, you know, and I, I look back, I sit back and, and just entertained by it all. Um, but I've seen a couple other people, you know, ask what the voters are doing in, in Winnipeg because we thought all year the kind of MVP race or the MOP race was between uh, Vernon Adams and, and Zach Kolaris. And let's not forget about Chad Kelly, what he did and what he's done in Toronto, but at least in the West. But, you know, I listened to some of the clips, too, and J.C. Abbott over there at three down, he made a good point. Like, it's most outstanding player, not necessarily the most valuable. If it was the most valuable player, a quarterback would always win it. It's the most outstanding player. And what have we seen consistently throughout the year? People talking about how great Brady Oliveira is. Let's not take anything away from him. He's had a great year. There you go. Well, listen, it's called a democracy and a vote. Justin, so I don't agree with every vote either, nor does Donald J. Trump. But you got to go along with it. That's 
Our CFL coverage is brought to you in part by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beer. Check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. Point five, and this will make it quick, the NHL coming down hard on Ottawa Senators forward Shane Pinto. He's been suspended 41 games for activities related to sports wagering. The evidence says, sorry, the league says its investigation found no evidence that Pinto actually made wagers on NHL games. He's a restricted free agent who scored 20 goals last season. We didn't have time to get into it here. We might get into it later in hour two. There, this is a very touchy subject. I see that. Sports betting is basically floating sports right now. That's where they're making all the millionaires into billionaires. So, yeah, they want to welcome gambling in, but you don't want to let your players do it. Did he break a uh, league rule or guideline? Clearly he did. That's why he's been suspended for 41 games. I'm kind not necessarily on the NHL side here, but they wouldn't screw this up. From what I understand, this was a months-long investigation. This was not an accident. They were investigating Pinto before the Senators even knew it, and damn sure before Pinto even knew it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it more. I'm sure you have some thoughts on that. But the NHL ain't perfect either. First, you could have pride tape. Then you couldn't have pride tape. Now you can have pride tape. It's not like the NHL knows what they're doing. Okay? very clearly off the ice either so you can sit and stomp your feet and be upset but if he broke a rule he broke a rule if they're making an example of him that happens too so i don't expect this to be reversed moose i'll see you in hour two you bet see you then cfl on tsn's jim barker joins us next on a football friday it's brought to you by emj marketing save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Jim Barker's segment on Game Plus Television, okay, WQED Radio. I'm proud to be podcast, teaming up Spotify, again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. It's contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. The RP Show continues with a football Friday here on Game Plus and WQEE Radio. I will remind you the text line's open 902-518-3033 if you have any questions or comments as we go along. We've got a lot coming in pertaining uh, some of our hockey topics and interviews that we've done. So we'll get to those later after Jim Barker. Let's bring Jim in. Kirk uh, writing in. He's watching on Game Plus right now. Kirk says, 
no better time than on a football Friday on the RP Show to announce that the Argos have sold 20,000 seats for the Eastern Final Upper Deck. East Side's only remaining. How about that? Thank you, uh, Kurt, for pointing that out. And Jim, happy football Friday, sir. How is things with you today? Things are fantastic. Last weekend of the season, and going to make the best of, uh, you know, three kind of interesting games. I think all three of them have interesting things, even though they don't have any, you know, nothing, nothing to do with the standings. But they all have interesting little side things. Well, I want to ask you what they are. These games need a salesman, a pitch man like you. I've started digging into them, and I'm like, yeah, there are some kernels of interesting, uh, you know, records to be made, totals, uh, that kind of thing. What's got you interested for Friday Night Football, specifically Winnipeg at Calgary tonight? Yeah, now that's the least um, interesting to me. <laughs> but um, I think Calgary, Calgary's still trying to prove to themselves, for Calgary to make it to the Great Cup, they have to be physical. That's how they beat BC last week. And I've said all year, BC's problem is playing physical football team. And I think that Calgary can send a message to Winnipeg, even though it's their backups, but send a message that they are a very physical football team. And that's what they have to do. If they want to make it to the Grey Cup, if they want to win the Grey Cup, they have to, they have to prove not only to the other team, but to themselves that they are physical enough to do it. And uh, last week against BC, I thought that that was exactly what it, they only threw for 120 yards. I mean, you know, it was not a, it was not a thing of, you know, big play. It was a thing of, they went out and physically beat the hell out of BC. And for BC, I think that's gonna be concerning. If they could do the same kind of thing to Winnipeg, that could help them if they get by the BC game and going into Winnipeg. So. Uh, you know, that's what's intriguing about that game. But of the three games, that's the least intriguing of all three. Because that's uh, I want to come working. back. That, yeah, I, <laughs> I get it. Well, that's a good thing then. Tell me about the other ones, and then I'll come back to the Calgary-Montreal game. And those are, by the way, Saturday doubleheader, Hamilton at Montreal, Toronto at Ottawa. Well, Hamilton-Montreal, to me, is is very interesting because... Hamilton is again, you got to, their quarterback's only been back two weeks. They're getting ready to play. They're going to play Hamilton or Montreal. Everybody says, well, you don't want to show them anything. See, I think coaches think the opposite of that. I don't think it's about not showing them anything. I think it's about showing them so much that they don't know what to prepare for. And I think you're going to see a lot of double tight sets. You're going to see a lot of tight end wing sets, a lot of three receiver bunch sets tight, where Defenses have to bring their secondaries up and use them in the run game. And how are they going to do that? And give them those kinds of things to think about going into next week's game that means something. So, again, I don't buy the thing of they're just going to be vanilla and go out. And this is not a preseason game. This is a game where they're trying to get some answers to prepare their game plan. And there's so many times when you're putting a game plan together that you're, you say, I wonder what they would do if we if we lined up in a trips bunch set with a tight end. What are they going to do to that? How are they going to are they going to roll with halfback over to the three receiver side and just leave that corner? Well, you can find that out. So those kind of questions that they're looking at, they can get the answers to. I just find that to be a fascinating game because Hamilton is still finding themselves. They've only had Bo Levi back for two weeks, uh, and Schiltz and how they're going to do that and. 
the kinds of things they want to do. I'm not sure that Scott even Milanovic even knows, you know, what are they capable completely of. So uh, to me, that that game is is very interesting. I think Montreal will play very close to the best in terms of uh, they're not going to – Cody will probably play a quarter. Uh, but I don't think they're going to – they're not as in a, as dire a situation as I believe Hamilton. Hamilton just needs to find some things out because they haven't had their team together. And then the second game, the uh, Toronto game, that's obvious. I mean, Cameron Dukes is probably going to play. And you want to put a kid in a pressure situation? Say, listen, this team has a chance to do something. No team in the history, in the 140-whatever-year history, has ever done win 16 games, and win a Grey Cup. That's never happened. Now, you can do that. You go out and win this game, you can make that happen. We know with Chad Kelly playing, every game he played over 13 snaps. The so one game they lost, he played 13 snaps, had thrown for 100 yards and a touchdown in that game they lost to Calgary. Every other game Chad Kelly played, they were 15-0. and 0. So that, that, they're not worried about Chad Kelly. But now Cameron Dukes gets a chance in a big game. It's one thing to go in and play in a meaningless game that didn't, like Chad did last year against Montreal. He played in a meaningless game, and again, he played well, but it didn't mean something like this one does. And, and believe me, Ottawa knows what's at stake for Toronto. And a chance to do something that has never been done. That's exciting. I mean, how can you not be excited about watching that? Uh, well, there you go. I agree. I'm absolutely with you on that. And I hope that all of Canada is too. And CFL fans here in the States, which by the way, I'm a little disappointed with the college football kickoff. You're probably aware of this. CBS Sports Network isn't showing as many CFL games because they're showing all college. Right. But that's fine because CFL Plus has been absolutely fantastic working just tickety-boo. Um, I don't know where to start or go next other than MVP. Is it Chad Kelly slam dunk mm -hmm. Argos quarterback? versus Brady Oliveira in the West, or who do you see being the finalist for MVP? Well, it's those two, and in my mind, it's a slam dunk. Any, any guy who comes in in his first year, takes a team that was 11-7 and seven, uh, in the previous year, and, make, and they go 15-0, and 0, what, what makes a player outstanding? What makes him outstanding is making the players around him outstanding. And in my mind, there's nothing about... Chad Kelly that hasn't been outstanding. He's he's taken very very few sacks. Again, first year players that doesn't happen. Uh, he like by a long way. I think over fifteen sacks less than anybody else. Uh, he's they, they lead the league in turnovers by I think their ratio is I think they're at twenty three or twenty four turnover plus twenty three twenty four. I mean. Those are the things that win games. So to me, it's a slam dunk for MOP. I think Brady Oliveira's had a historic year. It's fantastic for him. The year John Cornish won the won the uh, the rushing title, he won the MVP or the MOP or whatever whatever they call it. Uh, would he have done that without Zach Caleros there? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to know because Zach put so much pressure on linebackers and. You know, would Zach have had the year he had without Brady Oliveira? Very good possibility. So, again, it's, it's, I, I think that's a debate that Zach Caleros and Brady Oliveira, the fact Brady has it, I think he's very deserving. Um, 
again, I think he's going to get a lot of play, especially in the West, because that, that's always that's a tough one. And because Chad Kelly is Chad Kelly, I think that there's a. I'm not going to. I mean, I, I just think it's tough. It, it it's been tougher for him to to get the kind of credit he deserves for what he's done. So in terms of MLB, why? why I think that's why. Uh, I don't know. I think people look at a, a guy like Chad who comes from the NFL, who's 30 years old and has had problems. And I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's something that I feel and it's nothing that anybody has said. To oh, me. Yeah, no. It's just, you're right. It's just something that I feel that there is a, there, there's a bit of a bias about him and whatever that is, that's, you know, and people are, they're going to think what they want to think. That's, but to me, you can't. You, there's there's no substitute for 15 and 0 in games you played 13 snaps or more. That there's that there's nothing you can't you can't compare anything to that. You can't compare leading the league in rushing to 15 and 0 as a, as a starting quarterback who no, plays in 13. I have to say uh, that because of that one game. So again, that's. That's kind of my feeling on it, and yeah, um, listen, we got to move on. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's right. So we covered that, um, and I love a comeback story. I'm pulling for Chad Kelly. I know exactly what you're saying, and I hope he wins the MVP. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, "Speak for yourself, Jim. Tonight has tons of intrigue for Stamp fans." I know what you're saying. We got a lot of Stamps fans come here for Stamps talk. Jayla in Calgary says it's a hard road ahead for the Stamps. Jayla says my money is on Montreal. Uh, Janelle says, in other words, Chad Kelly's presence isn't that vital for the Argos. That's what she heard. I don't think that's what you said. Um, and la <laughs> I know you look as confused as I do. How could, how could and that listen. Come through? Yeah, I don't have any idea, but let's not debate it because we'll, we'll be here all day. We only got about four to five minutes left. Uh, it's extremely vital for the Toronto Argonauts is what Jim's saying, and I think we all agree. And, hey, the Rough Riders are the Dallas Cowboys of the CFL. There's no doubt. It's what moves the needle. You know it. So your thoughts on Craig Dickinson out, Jeremy O'Day staying in the people above him, and where the Rough Riders go, and maybe who you would hire if you were them for the next head coach. Well, obviously, it it, it was uh, not surprising about Craig. I said on your show last week, he almost has talked like he's expecting it, and uh, so it was that was not shocking. Um, I wouldn't say I was shocked to see Jeremy back. I think that they're looking at it as this gives them a chance to get a bit of a head start. If they did, if they if they were to let go of Jeremy, also that whole process takes time, and then. This gives them the chance to go out and get the best head coach. Now, you know, what kind of contract Jeremy has is for a new head coach coming in. Those kinds of things will be important. But when guys are head coach, and I know it was with this way with me when I went and replaced Wally Buono, you don't think about the negative. You don't think about, wow, well, if he's gone, I could be gone. And you think I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do my thing. You have an ego. You know that that's. That's the thing. Now, you're not going to go into a bad situation, but I don't think Jeremy O'Day's been a bad GM. I think, you know, that they've got some things they need to address. Uh, I think they need a strong personality there. I think don't think that Saskatchewan is, uh, is a place for a first-time head coach, for a young guy. 
I mean, there's some great young guys, Ryan Phillips, Jordan Maximic, Corey. There's a lot of young guys that are that are fantastic. I don't think that's the right situation for them. I think they they need to get someone who's a bit established, who can kind of take control of it and let that team know there's a new sheriff in town and this is the way we're going to be doing things. Personally, I think the best guy they can get is Scott Blanovich. I think he's done it before. Again, he's worked for me, so I know him very, very well. But he's uh, very much an alpha coach. He's gonna, he's gonna have his way of doing things. Um, I think he would work very well with Jeremy because he's the kind of guy that, you know, I never gave him anything he didn't want. He didn't need to have the final say on things. Um, but I think he just. He has some very strong opinions on what he wants, and that's kind of the GM job is to try to help him get what he wants. And, you know, I think the time in the NFL helped him. Uh, I think he's come back a, a, even a more mature coach. So I, he's, that's who I would lean toward is, uh, is Scott Milanovic. Um, again, I have familiarity with him, and I know the kind of presence that he has in a locker room. And a lot of the problems they had, might not be problems with a with a, a coach who, you know, I mean, we sent three players, three starting wide receivers out one week, you know, because they were late to practice. They were they, there had been a few problems, and we sent them all out in one week. When you have that, that kind of what the Don Matthews magic was was with Don, it, he didn't care who you were if you didn't want to do things the way they had to be done between the lines. He's going to get rid of your ass. And that was just the way it was. And everybody knew it. It didn't matter if you were Rob Waldrop or Reggie Givens or his favorite guys. It didn't matter. If, if you did something that was not beneficial to the football team, you were going to go. Well, Scott Milanovich has a lot of that in him. And when we made the move from Corey Boyd to Chad Cacker, that was not an easy move to make. But Again, he stood on the table, said, this guy's going to be better for us than Corey Boyd. And he was absolutely right. Gave us a different type of player there. And uh, Corey Boyd was successful with the things I was doing as the coach, um, which was trying to eat the clock up and run the ball and things. But we were more spread and did more, more things with Scott. So, you know, I think he's the right guy for that job. I think there's going to be a lot of competition for it. I think that there's a lot of people that want it. It's an exciting job. I mean, you're going to a place where people really care about football. So, uh, you know, I think you're going to see people like, I mean, you might see Mark Tressman go after that job. I, I've, I've heard he wants to to get back into coaching. I think he's a guy that, that they would talk to. Um, you know, there, there's going to be people all over that, that, you know, Corey Mace is going to be a candidate. He's going to be, he would be a first time coach. Is that what you want? I, you know, I don't know in that situation. I think Corey's a bright young guy, and players love playing for him. Well, it's going to be what fun to uh, watch was that for knock? sure. Did that mean? Did that knock me? <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah, we're late, late for a break. That's what the knock means. Jim, thanks for the. I don't know what they use it to you send. That's what we use here. Uh, thank you for this, man. Enjoy the football. We'll chat you on the eve of uh, the playoffs. It sounds great. All right, thanks, Roddy. CFL on TSN's Jim Barker. We'll be right back with a sports update and audience takeover on the way. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
Hello, everybody. Haven't really looked at the uh, comments. I probably should. We got some good ones have come in on the text line. 902-518-3033. EMJ Marketing presents the Jim Barker interview weekly. Uh, contact Joe at emjmarketing.com. They provide the perfect keynote speaker for your events, including Jim Barker, including yours truly. There are a few here, really good ones, and I appreciate all these new viewers. I find it quite interesting now that we're on shaw channel 230 shaw rogers cable 1.4 million new homes just in western canada alone here's one's coming from burlington ontario jim scott writes in he says uh, regarding yesterday's interview he says ted nolan moving interview really brought out some emotion for me looking forward to his book and he says colin kaepernick ted nolan yeah, and I feel like I don't want to debate that one on my own. I want to bring Moose back in here in an hour or two, and we'll talk about that a little more. Um, yeah, Jim, thanks for that, because Ted Nolan, here's, here's my view. We can only give our own personal perspective, right? I was saying yesterday on the show with Darren after the Ted Nolan interview that when I was coming up as a hockey announcer in junior hockey in the early 90s, into the mid-90s, 2000s, Ted Nolan was the in thing, the hot next, the next big thing. You know, won a Memorial Cup with the Sioux, but played in the dub, played, or, uh, played in the OHL, played in the NHL, won Memorial Cups in the OHL, and then into the NHL. We knew the players all loved him, and then something happened. He wins the head coach, uh, coach of the year award in 1997 with the Buffalo Sabres, and then doesn't coach again for the next decade. And to be honest, if you read Matthew Barnaby's book, Unfiltered, you got to read it, man. I've got to be such close friends with Barney over the past few years. I'm glad that I have. Even in the book, he's like, I don't know what happened. Barnaby, because we all loved him. But it, from what it all seems like, and Ted, classy guy, obviously, didn't really get into it yesterday, other than to say it was unspeakable and horrible what happened. But it looked like he clashed with John Muckler. I guarantee somebody knows, but nobody's really saying clash was it john muckler or was it lindy ruff i don't want to get the wrong guy this was all this was 25 years ago 25 26 years ago but ted, ted said he became the subject of a smear campaign some malicious ugly rumors got put out there and it was the end of his career really for a long time he got back into the nhl over a decade later now with colin kaepernick now he's blackballed too ted nolan was blackballed but for different reasons colin kaepernick was but for different reasons too we all know why with kaepernick we all know why and i don't really even want to go down that road too badly because it's in the past he's not coming back and i really wonder if colin kaepernick if he had to do it all over again would take a knee again uh, maybe he would i don't know the guy i know guys that have played with him they like him but that's a different matter. He took a knee for all the world to see. And I can tell you that it, pretty, it really upset the law enforcement community because I talked to them personally, and they wouldn't go on record and say anything about it. They didn't want to. They were just offended by it because it caused problems for them. And not to mention how much it hurt the brand of the National Football League. My guess is it was an ugly time that's behind us now. And Colin Kaepernick went on to get his endorsement deal with Nike and 
made millions of dollars off of it. So it's not like Colin Kaepernick's looking for his next meal. I, I see the Nolan Kaepernick situations as different, even though the end result is the same. They both got blackballed. The prime years of their career taken away because it didn't go with the flow of the sport. Interesting. And, and it, it's funny how this stuff does not go away. Jim Shogren is watching in a Soyuz BC on Game Plus TV, and he writes in and it says, looks like the best hockey team in Alberta resides in Lethbridge. Well, maybe. I haven't checked the Dub Central Division standings, the WHL, for a while. Last I did, I saw Lethbridge was 3-0 and under Bill Peters. They lost to go to 3-1, and and I've lost track with them since. But what did I say when they hired Bill Peters? I don't even like Bill Peters, the head coach of the Hurricanes, but I will admit he's a hell of a hockey coach. I don't know what it is. I've never worked on a team with him. I've never been in the dressing room with him. I've never even interviewed the guy, I don't think. But he wins. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRP show. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So sorry about that. What was the last thing you heard? I know it was about Bill Peters. Jason in Red Deer writes and it says, Oh, oh, has Rod been blackballed for talking about Bill Peters? Mike Mike Wynn in Winnipeg writes in and says, How about them Jets? How about them this week? Although Mike Wynn is always on the Jets bandwagon, but I'm not sure there's a bigger toilet seat fan base of the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, up and down, my God. It's dizzying. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Rod, would the RP show ever consider showing the audience the text messages? I would say, why? Who cares? Just trust me as I read them to you. I don't see a need for that. Let me jump in with a sports update, then we'll come back to the audience question. Sports update, the World Series is set to begin tonight with the Texas Rangers hosting the Arizona Diamondbacks. Both sides are coming off seven-game victories in their respective league championship series. Texas defeated defending champion Houston after being down 3-2 in the ALCS. Arizona did the same against 2022 runner-up Philadelphia in the National League Final. 8.05 first pitch tonight, Arizona at Texas, and I will be watching. The Toronto Raptors are back at it tonight. They pay a visit to Chicago, taking on DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls. Toronto coming off a season-opening win over the Minnesota Timberwolves on Wednesday. Meanwhile, Chicago is entering the contest after a 20-point loss to Canadian star Shea Gilgis-Alexander and the Oklahoma City Thunder. The sports update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, the official beer of the RP show. And they are the high-quality beer. Behind great conversation and unforgettable memories, visit commoncrown.ca. You know, you're finding it now 
the CFL, it'll be it'll pick up next weekend when we get ready for the um, playoffs. But this weekend, it's it's a tough sell getting people interested in what are really meaningless games for the most part. You got to really be into CFL football to be watching these games because here's what's happening tonight. When people say this is the best time of year, I'm not going to argue with you. Probably for you it is. For me, it's, it's too much. I have a tough time keeping my mind on multiple, multiple things. For instance, our poll question today, what's the game of the week in the NFL, America's game of the week? I'll give you a minute, Clark, to look up what's the latest on that. It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. Last we saw, it was Bengals 49ers, and I'm not, I guess, two good teams there. You can always find a reason for every game. What are they saying? Yeah, they're still saying, thank you, still saying Bengals 49ers, but it's for your own reasons. For me, it's very clearly Miami Dolphins versus the New England Patriots. I'm going to boo, and I I initially, so I'm going to go. I initially said I wouldn't boo Bill Belichick, but I'm starting to think that I will. For the amount of money I'm paying for my ticket, I think I can do whatever the hell I want. That's how you feel, right, fans? But I'm getting sidetracked. Game of the week is that. That's our daily poll question. If you go to our Instagram, which thousands of you do daily, at the Rod Peterson Show on Instagram, we got a poll up there. What's the game of the night in the National Hockey League? There are six games. And for me, it's Chicago at Vegas. And as a matter of fact, that's a day game. What the heck did I see they're starting that game at? Is it 4 Eastern, which would make it 1 o'clock out there? Uh, 6 Eastern, so 3 o'clock in Vegas. It's an afternoon game. They do it once a year, I guess, and it's Connor Bedard, who's barely out of high school. Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks at Vegas. That's my game of the night. San Jose at Carolina, Buffalo, Sabres at the Devils, Minnesota at Washington. We got Jeff watching uh, the hotelier, friend of mine. He's the biggest Capitals fan I know. L.A. Kings at Arizona and the Blues were at Vancouver as the Canucks are back home. They'll get a big ovation in Vancouver, I'm sure, at the garage. So that's a big one tonight for the Canucks. Um, College football, one game, one game, and it's this town here, Florida Atlantic University. One of the few teams that Boca can call their own. The FAU Owls, under the guidance of Tom Sherman, at the Charlotte 49ers. And I wanted to talk to Moose about this when he joins us next hour because we were in Charlotte in the 49ers stadium and they got the FAU Owls there tonight. Plus the CFL. It's just a tough time to get noticed in the sports world right now. If you don't, if there's not a lot of sizzling intrigue and for the CFL, the playoff games have that, but that's not till next weekend. Last minute of play in hour one. Coming up in hour two, we're going to be playing NFL Deal or No Deal. Groundbreaking broadcaster Daniela Ponticelli will join us to talk about not only uh, her career so far, but where she's moving. Last weekend's Rough Riders radio broadcast was her last. She's moving on, but I'm not sure that she uh, said where she's going. Maybe she'll drop that news. What do you think? Jeff the Stamps fan says, yes, the price of admission buys license to act like a jackass. Good that I'm going to the right place. Um, Jason and Redner says, ah, Bedard's nothing big. Hey, Serena. Listen, she's going to address that on the latest Cats and Bolts podcast, which drops this afternoon. We'll be right back. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.